Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Glovers Cast with me, Ian. I'm going to be joined by Ben later to talk about the Sutton United game, uh, the build-up to Woking, and we had a buttload of questions. Yes, a buttload of questions came in this afternoon on Twitter. Um, if you're not following us on Twitter, uh, just search Glovers Cast and you'll find us. Uh, I say us, I, I mean, it's me, I, I do that. Um, we're also on Facebook as well. Again, so it's Glover's Cast. We try, you know, we we don't do enough on there. Probably we probably could do more, but I don't really like Facebook. So um, if you go there, then maybe I have to start doing stuff as well. Um, also, Instagram. Guess what? Glover's Cast. Sort of fledgling. I know Coatsy mentioned it at the weekend that he he put his homework on there, and we totally ignored it, but. You know, it's another platform. If you want to support us, get on there too. Um, still no advertising coming through, unfortunately. Um, five guys haven't got in touch. Thatchers haven't got in touch. So if any of you know anyone who works in those marketing teams, um, you know, point them in our direction on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. All in the same username as well, Glover's Cast. Really easy, really easy. Um, so before... Ben comes on and we rabbit on for longer than we probably planned to. 
Uh, I spoke to David Richardson earlier, who is uh, a the senior reporter at the non-league paper, and he is also a Woking fan. Uh, so that was a good chat to talk about where Woking are at the moment. Uh, some big changes there. They've they've had a takeover. They're going to go full time next summer. So lots of things to look forward to with that usual hint of scepticism of a football fan, as we all know. Um, so yeah, enjoy my chat with David. And then on the other side of that, uh, me and Ben will chat bollocks. Joining me now on the Glovers cast ahead of our game against Woking on Saturday is David Richardson, Woking fan and senior reporter from the non-league paper. Hi David, welcome to the Glovers cast. Hi Ian, thank you uh, for having me on, good to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining me, thanks for joining me. Um, how are things with Woking these days? A mixed bag of form at the moment and, and sat in 18th, um, what's what's the feeling like at, over there? Yeah, it's been an odd sort of season really obviously the, the club sort of had a, had a really good one good first one back last year um, following promotion from Conference South under Anna Dalson who's who's done a top job at, at the club um, but then sort of yeah going into this year it was difficult really because obviously there was the the whole thing around sort of the, the grants and not knowing sort of what the finances would be um, and the club was sort of really cautious really in, in, set, in terms of setting a budget and you know not wanting to perhaps sort of set something that they wouldn't be able to to keep up um throughout the season really you know without fans depending on sort of how much money they'd be getting through the grant so really in pre-season everything came together sort of very late um it, you know probably sort of wasn't a sort of a a, a great sort of see pre-season in terms of preparation just because it was so difficult in terms of getting players in um that was also sort of alongside losing players like Musa Diara, um, sort of uh, very much sort of a, a big player for for Woking last season in the conference half. He's actually at, back at the club now, um, but yeah, it was difficult. And I think sort of on the day before the season started, I think Alan Dowson sort of signed about sort of six players, and he sort of had this sort of feeling of this is going to be quite a long year. But actually, as it turned out, started started well, but then it sort of dropped off a little bit and. Um, We've sort of slid down, slid down the table a bit, but you know, as, as things have gone on, you know, Dallas has has had more money to work what to work with to get players in. Um, we've also sort of gone through a, a takeover um, with some American investors who are you know planning on moving the club full time from next season. And uh, as I mentioned, sort of they've sort of started that groundwork. Um, in the last sort of few months, really, you know, bringing back Musa Diara from from having a Waterlooville, um, getting Jamal Loza back from from Kings Lynn, um, so it's kind of been one of those sort of odd seasons, really, in a way where um, it, the outlook sort of changed as it, as it, as it's gone on, um, and sort of at the moment you're sort of currently working towards next season in, in terms of getting things in place for full time football, but at the same time, obviously. You're, you're having to play games and sort of having to, to compete this year and sort of try and stay away from the bottom or sort of push towards the playoffs. So, yeah, a real mixed bag, really, which probably goes along with, um, you know, the way sort of the last 12 months um, has been in non-league, really. 
Yeah, I think a lot of clubs are sort of in the same boat. You know, the first half of our season was pretty much a total write-off, and then since mm. Christmas, things have things have improved, and you know, we, we've had a couple of tough games in Sutton and Chesterfield the last two times, but um, we're a little bit more optimistic than we were. Um, I suppose any normal season and being an 18th at this point of the season, you'd be looking over your shoulder a little bit. Do you do you do you think you still need to? I, I, there's all these talks of the the North and South creating some sort mm. of you know pop up league. Um, do you think that's a realistic possibility? Yeah, it's sort of difficult to to know really. I mean, my sort of gut feeling sort of throughout it has been that it, it wouldn't sort of happen that there'd be some sort of breakaway step two competition. Um, but then again, you know, it's got quite far down the line in the sense that basically it's, sort of, it's being put to the FA sort of almost sort of as we speak, you know, this week. Um, so it's sort of got quite far along, um, which does make you think, oh, well, maybe maybe it will happen then. Um, so I don't, I, I don't know. It's kind of, yeah, it's difficult. But then at the same time, it's like, well, even if there is a breakaway competition, it might not mean that there's relegation anyway. I think, you know, part of their proposal is that, um, you know, two, two teams would come up, and the and the national league would would run with twenty five for next season. Um, that was one of the things sort of being discussed. Whether that was in the in the final draft, I don't know, but you know that that could be what they what they put forward. Um, so yeah, difficult to know. I think naturally you just don't want to be at the bottom, really. Do you? <laughs> yeah. think you, you know, you just sort of it's just better not to be down there. You know, whatever happens. Um, but I think to be fair, I think. There are sides that are worse than than us. I think um, we just have sort of gone through a bit of a sort of sticky period. Like I said, I, I don't think the sort of the full the going full time thing for next season has sort of helped. It's sort of been a little bit of a distraction, and, and maybe there's some players there at the club now who are sort of part time and have, have good jobs outside of football that are probably thinking well I'm not going to be here next season I, I don't know I'm, I'm not really sure whether that is the case but either way I don't I don't think these sort of things sort of help really but at the same time you know what what can you do Cause I think it is going full time and, and sort of trying to build a squad to to reach the football league with sort of within three years um, you know I think you need to plan a further um, you know you need to plan longer than just a sort of pre-season really so you know I, I see sort of both sides to it yeah I think even at this level you need deep pockets to be able to make that transition and mm. and make it work as well um the, the new ownership are they uh you know popular with the fans uh, uh, or have they sort of taken over and fans haven't really got to see them yet because of the the way the world is yeah, they've they've done um, some sort of interviews and stuff and, and and bits and pieces and you know they're very big on uh, their background is sort of in in sort of minor league baseball teams and and sort of running them and they're big on sort of marketing and sort of the way brands look and things like that. So um, in recent weeks, the the, the sort of badge has been redesigned um, that that will that will come in from next season. They've sort of put a vote out on on what the home kit will be um, for next year as well. And they're, they're sort of very big on, on that side. You know, this isn't uh, a sort of Leighton Orient-style takeover where their owner sort of, you know, is the owner of Dunkin' Donuts and, you know, has, has sort of serious money, <laughs> yeah. you know, behind them. It's You know, it's not sort of one of those. Um, 
which I think, you know, I, I think it's fine sort of saying you want a three-year plan to sort of get into the football league, but you know, it it, it takes a lot of money <laughs> to to sort of put together a team that, that's capable of doing that. Um, and if you look back at all the past winners, really over the last decade, probably only Macclesfield has been one where you'd think that was a surprise, and they and they did that on sort of limited resources. Um, so I think you know, and you, and you still sort of wonder whether teams like Sutton, Bromley, um, those sort of clubs around us, you know, are they still going to sort of have have more money? than we will basically to spend on the team. Um, so sort of you, you wonder whether it would be enough. But at the same time, you know, we sort of the club can't just keep on sort of treading water as a part-time club in, in this league. It will eventually get relegated. So to have some sort of plan to try and move it forward and to at least sort of excite fans for the next however many years to, to try and do something, I suppose that can only be seen as a good thing, really. So, um, you know, it's... Uh, it's, it's exciting to, to see what's ahead. Um, you know, there's always some sort of trepidation, I think, with takeovers and how, um, you know, that will be received and what sort of the owners are like. You never really sort of know what, what these people will do sort of further down the line. And, you know, nowadays you always sort of hear the horror stories, really, don't you, of, of clubs and, and takeovers and things. But, I mean, you know, from sort of everything that's happened so far and has been said and from what you hear sort of from, from uh, the the sort of investors, you know, it, it it seems okay, but um, you know, I think proof of sort of will be in the pudding really in in terms of next season and and ultimately results on the pitch, um, you know, because that, that that's the main thing really. Yeah, and uh, like I said earlier, the results on the pitch have been a bit mixed recently, but um, recently back at the club is Jamal Loza and Yeovil Town fans know. Jamal, he, he was on loan with us when he was uh, Norwich. Um, he's doing all right for you, isn't he, so far? Yeah, he's, he's probably been Woking's best player really in, in the last few weeks, sort of quite comfortably, I think. He sort of had a little bit of a slow start when he first came back to the club. I can't remember what month that was, but um, yeah, sort of had a little bit of a start. I think he had a little bit of an injury as well, but you know, he's really sort of flying at the, at the moment. And um, you know, those players are on his day, sort of electric pace and, you know, can beat a player. And I think there's probably just always question marks really over his sort of end product, whether, you know, the, the shot will sort of fly over the bar really then then into the top corner. But, you know, in recent weeks, it's sort of come together for him on, on that front. And, and that's when you start looking and you think, like, oh, like, you know, they could be sort of a serious player here, really. Um, and he seems to enjoy his, his time at the club. I think he's he's moved to the area pretty recently. Um, and yeah, he seems to be enjoying himself. And like I say, he's sort of one of those players that, as a fan, you sort of enjoy watching them, really, because yeah. um, that's sort of what it's all about. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, well, enjoy the game on Saturday. Um, were you are you going to be watching? Are you going to be streaming, or have you are you sort of on assignment with your role? Yeah, I think I'm actually going to be at Boreham Wood against um, Torquay. So, uh, oh right, okay. Yeah, I'll actually be watching your local <laughs> local rivals. But um, no, I've sort of seen I've seen Yeovil a couple of times this year. I saw you fairly early on in the season against Wrexham, which was a home defeat. But then I saw the win against Torquay on uh, was that New Year's Day or just be- just uh, before yeah. New yeah, Year? Yeah, it was around New Year. Yeah. 
Yeah, which was obviously a re- really good win for you guys and sort of turned that sort of week sort of turned it around really after that six one defeat, but then you beat Overshot, didn't you? And then and then obviously that one against Torquay there and that was sort of almost the, the pivotal week in your season really. So Yeah, it um, seems to have thrown Torquay off a little bit as well. Yeah, they're sort of hit a bit of a rough patch and obviously their um, lead at the top has has gone now, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah obviously yeah. Sutton are Sutton are now top and, and going really well and yeah, really I've seen sort of Sutton Probably almost as many times as I've watched Wigan really this season, um, just because you know they're, they're sort of at the top of the league and, and they're sort of the ones to watch. So yeah, they're really flying. But you know, Torquay will will sort of rediscover their form. I'm sure they've, they've been unfortunate with injuries and um, you know they're, they're certainly a strong side. It's sort of no no fluke at all where they where they were in the league really. No. Um, you know, and it's just that Sutton have have come on strong and, and been able to take advantage really of, of their different form. But um, no, I'm sure, sure as as a as a Yeovil, uh, as you guys as a Yeovil, Yeovil supporters, you you'd have quite enjoyed that sort of mini implosion. But, um, <laughs> no, I think they they will be back. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it was sort of interesting to see you guys sort of turn your turn your season around, really, because obviously at the start it was sort of pretty desperate and sort of surprising I imagine for you guys really obviously having had that year um, last season which was sort of really good and like I said sort of not not usual teams come down and sort of adapt adapt well to the division you know no one it's very rare that a team bounces back at the first attempt and you guys obviously weren't close to that um, yeah it was a bit of a it was a bit of a surprise at the start of the season um, yeah Caught us all off guard, and and you know the loss on Boxing Day. I think you know a lot of the fan base were ready to say that's that's it for the manager. Let's let's yeah. try something new. But um, we we sort of recruited well and brought in some younger players. I think that one of the problems was we we all saw was you know there was a lot of experience there, but that experience wasn't you know wasn't as athletic as you might want in your in your team. But they recruited well and and. Yeah, the results are showing, but um, yeah, hopefully we'll we'll get back on form on Saturday and and <laughs> well, not on Saturday, just uh, uh, maybe on maybe on Tuesday night or the following week would, would be nice. But, um, no, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, Ian. Thanks very much. Right, here we go, here to chat. Uh, I introed this as bollocks. Um, it's Ben Barrett. Hi, mate. The standard is going to be slightly better. Okay. I can't, I, I can't promise how much better, but I've backed myself to be a little bit better than bollocks. Okay, okay. Um, how are you, mate? Are you well? I'm good, I'm good. Yeah, had a, had a lovely chat earlier with a Woking fan. You've got a lot to live up to. I'm sure you'll smash it out of the park as per... Um, hopefully everyone will enjoy this discussion. Um, 
that we've got for the evening. You know, there's lots happened around the National League. I suppose the first thing we should talk about is the, the sad passing of Trevor Peacock. Pro- yeah, that's, that's, oh, that's sad, isn't it? That's probably really our, sad. our main celebrity fan, I would say, isn't he really? Our most well-known one, certainly UK yeah. side. Yeah, ex- exactly. From the UK side, yes. Um, yeah, to, to most people, he is just the um, the no, 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 yes man from Vicar of Dibley and a very fine actor at that. But the Oval fans, he's always been a little bit, he's always been a little bit special. It's always nice when he comes up in regular non-football conversation and I can always chuck in that line of, oh, he's the Oval fan. He goes every week. He's, he's one of ours. But yeah, he and, uh, he and I guess James Purefoy are, are top of the list for, for celebrity fans and he certainly takes the ball. It's this side of the this side of the Atlantic, so uh, yeah, very very sad to, to see that he's passed away. Yeah, I think we we've all we've all seen him in the beer tent, um, and yeah, just a real shame when when you lose a fan, especially one as well known and, and one who, despite his sort of fame and, and status, by all accounts was you know a really lovely man who, who had time for everyone. He passed at the football club, so yeah, he will be missed. Yeah, very sad indeed. And the other news around the National League, there's some managerial changes. I suppose the big one that um, is close to us, given that we just beat them fairly recently, is uh, Tim Flowers out at Barnet. That didn't take long, did it? No, they have not. Um, yeah, they've not. Uh, they've not. They've not had a great start with him. I thought actually he. Um, I thought he was a good appointment for them. I mentioned before in this podcast, I didn't hate the idea of him uh, ending up actually at Goval at one point or another, but it's, for whatever reason, it's not worked. They are in absolute free fall. They don't look half the side that, that beat us in the National League. Um, but yeah, they, uh, they they had to make a change. I guess they were thinking that possibly with relegation off the table, they can, they can start planning further forward and they wanted to think about next year. And if uh, Tim Flowers wasn't going to be a part of it next year, there's no point in being a part of it now. Yeah, it was an interesting statement. It was sort of described as mutual, but afterwards he sort of come out and said he didn't think he was going to be able to get a tune out of the players. So it sort of feels like he probably decided to cut his losses there, I think. Yes, I imagine you're, uh, yeah, I imagine you're probably right. I think it's a case of start looking forward, start looking at uh, the bigger picture, and if Tim Flowers isn't part of that, let's not, let's not waste anything else. Let's just go for it and... and Go without Tim Flowers. Mm. And the other change, uh, Solihull? Yeah, Jimmy Shan has been relieved of his duties. Um, it is widely believed, but not yet um, confirmed, that he's off to Sheffield Wednesday. This is You can tell you work at a bookmaker's, can't you? Yes. Well, <laughs> he's off there to be, his, to be Darren Moore's number two, quite possibly, as he was at West Brom when they worked together. So that's the rumour. That the um, basically the management team at at, um, at Solihull are going to be up and moved across to the Chef Wednesday. Hmm, very interesting and a little bit closer to home at Hewish Park. Um, a loss on Tuesday night against Sutton, but oh, di- difficult one to to gauge. Really, the manager's press conference today. He he was happy with the performance. Um, Neither you or I watched this game. I've watched the highlights, and it looked like we really did have our our chances. Yeah, it's a frustrating one to try and not quite accept because 
there'll be plenty of fixtures where you you play well and lose and plenty of fixtures where you don't play so well and win. I think back to the Dagenham game where, look, we rode our luck a little bit. They've hit the post and the bar and we've snuck a 1-0 win. We've we've been dominant against a very good Sutton team in their own backyard. We've made a couple of, of errors, a couple of disappointing defensive manoeuvres. It's cost us a couple of goals. And when you're up against Sutton, you, you, you pay the penalty for that. When you're up against Barnet, you might get away with it. So, unfortunately, um, it's it's a loss, but it's it's one that you can kind of look back on and not get too worried about in a strange way. Again, I think that's the case with relegation not being on the table or not really even being in our thoughts now as a team chasing who knows what in the coming days and weeks and months. So, frustrating. You don't want to lose it. You'd rather come out of it with a point, especially at sort of 80 minutes where you kind of think, well, okay, take the point. Um, after the match, Darren Sahl kind of said something that I thought was a little bit surprising. He kind of said, we didn't learn, we didn't really know how to, to see the game out and take a point away at, at Sutton. And we kind of wanted to go on and win the game. And part of me th- thought back to a conversation that you and I had a couple of podcasts ago where, actually, I'm, I'm fine with that. If there's no relegation, there's no real comeuppance, you might as well roll the dice at one all the way at Sutton. Yeah. Sometimes you're going to get caught and lose 2-1. That's okay. But just on the odd, odd occasion, at one all, and you roll the dice, you might end up nicking it 2-1. So I'm, I'm not losing any sleep about losing 2-1 away at Sutton. I'm not losing massive amounts of sleep about losing the, the point that we had at 80 minutes either. I think it ticked enough boxes. It gave a couple of people opportunities. And I think we've, we've learnt more out of the game than, than, maybe, than maybe we thought, despite the defeat. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the big things was the, um, well, the surprising things was was the lack of changes. Perhaps we sort of thought maybe there'd be a, a an experienced head come in, um, in in Carl Dickinson in the defence, but that that wasn't to be. And I think based on the performance, this wasn't the same level as it was against Chesterfield. And you've you've probably seen those players. You know, there's evidence that they've grown from the Chesterfield match. Yeah, I probably agree. I think the uh, the massive change, obviously, was was taking Neufeld out just to give him a bit of a rest and play Worthington in his place. We we discussed and we'll probably end up discussing a little bit more the reintroduction of a little bit more experience at the back after Hunt and Sass Davis were susceptible to a couple of defensive errors against Chesterfield, but. We've we've thrown them back in. We've asked them to go again. And look, if we've if we've not done a massive amount wrong, apart from a couple of individual errors, um, maybe we'll look back on it and think, could we have added a little bit more now? Especially if we are going to go and try and win the game at one all. So maybe you can almost argue that you could preempt being in a position to say, well, go on and have a go because we're a little bit more protected because we've got a bit more of experience because we've got a Wilco, a Dicko, a Collins or something in amongst it. So. Lots of ifs, buts and maybes. Um, I think the changes that we might be expecting or might have expected, maybe we're going to see them in the next couple of weeks because it just feels like now a couple of lines from the gaffer that maybe, just maybe, we're going to see a few new faces sort of reintroduced into the team. What did you make of the, the mistake at the, the back? Uh, they Those always look horrendous, don't they? They always do. And I think one... Sticks out from last season. I think it was probably. Lee, I think it was Lee Collins at home did something a little bit similar, and we conceded from it. Uh, and you know, in reality, the way we play and the way we pass out from the back, we don't concede. 
you know, we rarely concede from those, but they just stick out like a sore thumb when they they happen. And, and the manager's presser today, he said, "Oh, um, uh, the, the before Max got the ball, he probably didn't want the ball, and, and the mistake was giving him the ball in that in that position because he wasn't expecting it." What, what was your take on the on the uh, the faux pas at the back? Should we say? Um, well, first it was a faux pas. And there may have been other faux pas that led to that faux pas, but there was definitely a faux pas. In it. We're getting um, a bit. We're getting a bit. We're getting a bit highbrow now, aren't we? Very highbrow. <laughs> um, but if if you're setting your stall out to play a certain way, and how many how many sides have we seen up up throughout the leagues, right the way to the very top, have players, even goalkeepers, who want to play out from the back and play this certain manner of football, and when it goes wrong in defence. 99 times out of 100, you're handing a, a chance on a plate to a striker. And of those 99 occasions, they'll probably score 97 of them. So <laughs> you're kind of up against it. But if that's the way you're trying to play, you're putting your faith in those players to do that. And look, no one's going to sit here and say, oh, it's OK, it doesn't matter, at least he tried. Because we conceded out of it, and you don't want to concede out of it. But if you set your stall out and say, this is how I want you to do it, you kind of then can't be too mad when they do it, but it doesn't quite come off. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it uh, does. It, it's, it's, it's a byproduct of playing that particular style. And as you've mentioned, the Gaffer's press conference today, Thursday, has expressed exactly that, that that's the way he wants to play. Well, sometimes then you've got to allow for players who are only National League worthy, who are young and inexperienced, to make an odd mistake. And yeah, like I've just said, if you're going to give up clear chances, you're going to give up chances and that's just one of those things you've got to live with you've just got to live with it you've yeah. got to live with it learn from it and get better from it Yeah, that's all you can do but yeah it didn't look great it's one that will make sort of blooper reels at the end of seasons and stuff and you'll look back and go oh that didn't feel great but you know fine and the the, the big one that has really uh, put the cat amongst Coatsy is uh, Ruben Reed on the score sheet didn't give him much credit, did he? No. <laughs> Didn't give him much credit, did he, coach? No. Um, no, I got an angry I got an angry message shouting Reed when he missed the uh well, when that cross went across the box that he didn't quite get a toe on, which I think was unfair. Yeah. Dave. I mean, we've said before that A Reuben Reed's Reuben Reed's quality at Yeovil Town for the end of this season isn't going to be based on the number of goals Ruben Reed scores. It's going to be based on the number of goals Ruben Reed is involved in. And it's fair to say he's been involved in a fair few so far since he rejoined us. But we've also said that if he is to start scoring, he looks like a frustrated figure, an annoyed figure at the head of the pitch. He thinks maybe that others aren't quite up to his level, his his forethought in terms of runs and moves and passes and whatever. And for someone who's in that, not necessarily negative frame of mind, but frustrated frame of mind, Sometimes you need one just to go in off your backside, to go in as a tap-in from half a yard out. And then suddenly you find a little bit of a spark. You find a bit of a, oh, actually, I can do it, even though it's the easiest finish in the, in the world, whatever it may be, or a fluky finish or a lucky one. Oh, I can do it. You just need one to go in. I remember, who was it? I, I want to say Dean Bowditch. Forgive me if I'm wrong or forgive me if I'm getting this a sort of out of whack, but he went through a real barren spell with us. And so before the game... He used to run to both six-yard boxes whilst the teams were warming up, put the ball on the six-yard line, and just smash it in. Empty goal. I and his belief that. was... No, and his belief was, I'm sure I read it in an interview, 
that all he wanted to do was just feel the ball hitting his hitting the sweet spot of his instep and and the the sound of the net r- rattling, just to trigger those feelings in his mind, that would then lead him to say, "I know what this does. I know how this feels." You know, like a cricketer wants it off the middle of his bat. He's just in a good form. Mm. Now that's all he wants. He wants it off the middle of his instep. And so I'm sure it was Dean Bowditch. A, a Glover's cast listener may be able to inform me, but he used to do it in both penalty areas. So he used to go through the opposition team who were warming up, all looking at him like he was stupid, <laughs> put the ball on the six-yard line and smash it into an empty goal. Wow. Someone must remember that. It Surely worked, I'm not it worked. That up. <laughs> it worked for him. If, if he did it, it worked for him, didn't he? Because he... He started scoring and got himself a move, and you know was a. a is he still? A, he's probably still not MK Dons, is he? No, no. I think he's. Uh, I think part of the coaching team at MK Dons now, or in the system somewhere. Is it coach? Yeah, he's ended. You know, he ended up a solid, time, I think, solid league career for him. Yeah, exactly. So maybe that's the. Maybe that's what Ruben Reed needs to do. Mm, maybe, maybe. Um, okay. Anything else from that game you think we should talk about? Because we've got six hundred forty thousand questions. Um, well, I think I think know. most of the questions will will probably cover bits and pieces of that certain match. So yeah. let's move let's move forward. Let's have a little chat about Woking. Let's uh, let's try and peel the curtain back. Your little chat with the Woking fan just had. Mm. Your our listeners have just have just heard. What does he go for? Did he go for a Woking win? Did he go for a draw? Or did he say we're just too darn good? Uh, well, he he sort of didn't really give his predictions. Other than he didn't he hoped we didn't return to form. At the weekend, and and uh, you know, put them out of sight. Um, it's a difficult one from their perspective. You know, they're 18th in the table. The form's mixed. They don't really see there being a particular threat of relegation. Obviously, we don't. You know, there's this talk about a, um, you know, a, a, I keep calling it a pop-up league, like a pop-up shop. Um, yeah, with the, the ri- cup competition round robin yeah. extravaganza. Yeah, but the, the title is. but he sort of said the indication with that is that two teams would be added to the National League if it goes through. It's gone to the FA now. We may find out next week what's what's going to happen. Yeah, he, I believe, and that kind of that might touch into one of our questions. Actually, we had a question regarding Dover, and if Dover disappear, that I think the idea would be that those two teams would replace Macclesfield and Dover to make up the full 24 again, and meaning that the two divisions below could live at 23 each, mm. rather than being lopsided. So from that perspective, it does kind of make sense, but there will be a lot of clubs sat there thinking, well, actually, <laughs> we voted not to continue here, and yeah. you're all going to continue anyway. It makes a bit of a mockery of a of a democratic vote. Oh, yeah, exactly. it's, so, it's total um, shit, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so... Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of it, to be perfectly honest with you. I'd almost rather the National League went to 22 next season yeah, and then played off an even keel, if that yeah. makes sense. So, yeah, I'm not a big fan of that, but I understand what the what your Woking fan is saying there. I think, actually, I think, actually, we're, in, we're about to start a really, really important period. Mm. We've got four home games out of the next five. Woking, Bromley, Notts County and Barnet, who by then will probably have a new manager. So it may not be as quite the pushovers as they were a couple of weeks ago. But our home form is outrageous. Six wins on the spin. Not not even we have not even drawn a game in twenty twenty one at home, let alone lost one. So if we were to continue that form over these next four and hashtag win them all, 
the four home ones, adding 12 home points to our total now, I mean, 12 points on top of what we've got now puts us in a very interesting position, does it not? Well, yeah, it will do, especially if we beat Bromley and Notts County on on the way to it. You know, those yeah. are, those are two teams above us who they've got they've got games in hand on us. Um, but you know, we need to take points where we can. And Notts County have hit a bit of a stutter um, in the last few games. So you know, as they say, it's up for grabs, absolutely. And and still, you know, despite two losses in a row. I know it's all higgledy-piggledy with the games played, but we're still three points off the playoffs at the moment. So it, we've got reasons to be optimistic. Have we got? Had we lost 3-0 to Chesterfield and then got smashed 4-0 by Sutton, I'd probably be a bit more pessimistic than I am. But that second-half performance, you know, what we've heard about the second-half performance and, and the way we played... Um, I think we've got reasons to look forward and to look up. And, you know, the manager said we, as we, they definitely listened because we've been saying win them all. The manager said he wants to, you know, just win every game. Um, he was basically one step away from using the hashtag he was, himself. He, he was. He had to hold himself back from saying I know it. I'm sure I saw, I'm sure I saw a, a Glover's cast sticker in the background, maybe. <laughs> we have stickers? No, no we, we don't. He, he's made his own, mate. He's made his own. Have you? Um, hang on. Have you been making money off merch without me here? <laughs> I'll be fuming. Making money? I don't, I don't know what that is. So, yes, but I, I think the point stands. I think it's. Uh, I think it's a really big. If we've got grand plans, and again, I haven't said the words yet. I haven't said the word, the hyphenated word. I haven't said those words yet. If we've got those grand plans, you have to think that this next four at home. Notts County away, of course. Notts County back to back as well. Five games. What? Take thirteen points out of it. Draw the one away. Win the four at home. Crikey. That's dream. That's that's dreamland, isn't it? That's dream, <laughs> that is no, that is, isn't it? it because is. if, you th- if you think that home form is that good, we're up against teams that are knocking in around us. Notts County twice, Bromley once. Um, yeah. I Green, think Greenland is thirteen points. Realistically, what nine? Yeah, I, I think I need to introduce the the March Ben Barrett to the December Ben Barrett, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and see see how they get on talking about gonna, you know. You're going to find the uh, line when I say Yeovil Town will not get promoted this year. I'm going to play that on the Wembley special. <laughs> the Wembley special. Blimey. <laughs> <laughs> he won't say the P word, but he'll say, he'll say Wembley special. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> other, yeah. other adjectives, other, other, um, yeah, other synonyms are available. Mm, yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah, Notts County, the, the Notts County doubleheader is going to be yeah. the, the big, you know, the big period, isn't it? Yeah. Um, big time. Who knows? Who knows? The National League is mental. Yeah, it really is, isn't it? it? Really is. Everyone's beating everybody. I'm just looking at the form tables now, and last ten games, we are in eleventh. But reduce that to five games, and we're suddenly up to fifth. Fifteen games, and we bounce back up to fourth. So it's just <laughs> it's it's so often sort of crazy with how it all goes. 
um, anyone's beating anybody. So I think I think we're in for a roller coaster. Strap yourselves in, ladies and gents. It could be anything. It really could. It really could. Do you want to do some questions? Well, we have enough. We have enough, and I've actually I've come up with something fun today as well for after the after the the serious deep questions. Okay. I've got a little quiz for you, which I've sort of I've poached from. Uh, I don't know if you you probably wouldn't have listened to it. The, the Tuesday Club podcast, which is an Arsenal podcast with Alan Davies, well-known comedian, obviously Jonathan Creek. Um, they do a they they do a little sort of quiz section, or their oh. listeners their listeners send in a quiz section, and I had a bit of inspiration from listening to that this week, so got something okay. fun for you. Well- Firstly, you are right. I don't listen to an Arsenal podcast. It's 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 uh, difficult. It's not yeah. it's not like you know it's not like blow by blow. This is it's not like this. It's not like our podcast. <laughs> it is okay. essentially comedians taking the piss out of Arsenal and then just having a bit of a chat about it. It's it's fun. It's a good one. I think even a neutral would enjoy it because it's full of laughter and taking the piss out of Arsenal, which everyone likes to do. Very nice. By the way, huge credit to Ian doing this podcast whilst Arsenal are playing. I'm not even sure if he knows that Martin Odegaard has just scored to put them 1-0 up. Yeah. But as, yeah. we, as we are recording, nice. That's, this is commitment for you, Glover's Cast listeners. Right, questions. Hit me up. Questions. I'm going to... this. If I miss any, you're going to have to flag them because I'm just going to go from the most recent ones that came in and okay. my notifications are going off. Uh, David Coates. Oh. Why would anyone question what Ruben Reed brings to our team? I think that's a tongue-in-cheek one. You tell me, Dave. You tell me. <laughs> and we'll have him back on the podcast, I think, and he's going to have to explain that one to, to, to us. Yes, he will. Answer your own question next time, David. After, after his hat trick at the weekend, he can he can talk <laughs> us through it. Uh, yes. Chris Fox on Twitter. Yes, Chris Fox. underscore Fox 82. What position would you be happy for us to finish this season? First. First. For it to be a successful season. First, next question. Um, <laughs> to be a successful season, we said right at the start of the season, don't go bust, don't get relegated. So I will take any position in the top 23 if they are not going to do relegation. Um, where we're sat right now, it is only right to re- sort of reconfigure the wishes and wants and, and what you would consider successful. Genuinely, anywhere in the top half, fine by me. Yeah, I think I... Um... I'm on board there. The P word feels like a total dream. Um, we'll go into yeah. that because we got another question about that. Okay, Elliot Watts, YTFC Wattsy. Do you think we should have persisted playing Kelly on Tuesday, even after he seemed out of his depth versus Chesterfield? Have we put one good set piece in with Dickinson out of the side? Is he given less credit than deserved as we have looked shaky at the back without him? So this is a very left back focused question um huge, firstly before i answer that huge congratulations to elliot watt for the uh, position of uh, carl dickinson fan club owner <laughs> um not hiding himself at all in this one is he look um michael kelly's had a few critics even on his first couple of games i was happy with his performances but we did mention his set pieces were questionable and he's being continued to take set pieces which is a bit of a shame we've already mentioned how we were questioning whether a little bit more experience at the back might have helped avoid a couple of, of questionable errors over the past couple of games. But 
Gecko may have needed a break. We don't know what, what these guys' bodies are going through at the moment. It is relentless, and he is a key player. So maybe it was maybe it was deliberate. Leave him out for a couple of games, you are, quote-unquote, less likely to win. But to have Gecko back for these important four games, if he's fit and raring to go, I would have Gecko over Kelly. And I wonder if he might be primed and ready for a comeback on Saturday. Yeah, I... <laughs> It's hard, isn't it? Because sometimes when you watch Dicko, you think, oh, what we miss, we miss out going forward when we have Dicko. Although the set pieces, you know, he, he is our, our go-to set piece guy over the Charlie Lee long throw. Um, the You feel like you miss out a little bit going forward, but then, it, you know, it's quite glaring what he gives us at the back. Um, but, you know, the game against Halifax, everyone was screaming to have him, you know... <laughs> Have him off, weren't they? After that that set piece delivery, it's hard. I I, I want to give if I, if I'm the Yeovil Town manager and I'm thinking long term, I want to get Michael Kelly playing and performing in the hope that he's going to be my long term left back. So I I can see why he would be persisting with him. Um, because let's be honest, Dicko is not the long-term, long-term left back at Yeovil Town. Um, yeah, that's my view. That's my view. I, I, I think we need a bit of experience in there, though. After the last couple of games, although maybe Woking's a perfect opportunity for Kelly to carry on and and push on, and and uh, you know make him lock it down at, as first choice. I guess the other thing is on the set pieces. At what point? Is it up to the manager to say, let's have someone else take set pieces here, boys, because these aren't working? Yeah, um, it seems to automatically fall to the to the sort of one or two players, doesn't it? But mm. can't believe for a second that Josh Neufeld can't whip in a cross, Tom Knowles can't whip in a cross. I'm trying to think, have we got any other actually natural left footers in the squad? In the same way that Kelly and and Gicko are. Um I don't know. Sure, but, why why but, does it um, need to be a left footer? Look at the free kick way of scoring. If you want an in-swinger, if you want a swinger into the back post from that angle, it does help. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there are 11 guys on the football pitch. I'm pretty sure they're all capable of kicking a ball a certain number of yards. Except Michael Kelly. Right. <laughs> 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 yeah, probably. Um, Apparently. So more set-piece options are available, but I'm a bit like you. I think, I think I'm ready to see Dickinson back in. Another one from Foxy. Uh, why haven't we already signed the best striker in the league to a new contract yet? Well, I think that that's also it. plays into Louis Purchase's... Louis? Louis? Apologies if I've got that wrong. I, I know two people with the L-O-U-I-S. Both pronounced uh, it Louis, differently. And, and one is Louis and one is Louis. <laughs> yeah. So apologies, Louis slash Louis. Um, which of the current squad are under contract for next season and those who aren't, who would you want at the club, despite all the current uncertainties, to be offering a contract renewal to at this stage? The question about which are and aren't up for con- um, under contract for next season, I don't know the answer to. I haven't written any of that down. Have you got any of that to hand? Um, not to hand. I did it. I did it last season. Uh... What we'll do then? What we'll do is we will roll that part of that question forward, and we will do some research and try and figure out exactly who is available beyond this season. If we can find out, we will do our best. The question has to be: How quickly can we get? Reese Murphy signed up to a contract. Yeah, it? yeah. I mean, d- the, despite despite the constant transparency that emanates from Hewish Park, 
the, none of the contract details are ever really disclosed other than on the signing announcement. So it takes a bit of time to, to dig them out. Um, yeah. But Murphy, you know, I think the fact that he's the best striker in the league and all the uncertainty around football and the season and the club in general means we're probably not going to find out until June what the situation is with him. Yes, I would say that's probably fair. But we we did elongate the deals for Charlie Lee and Wilkinson, I think. Or was it Dicko and Wilkinson? We Dicko, got, Dicko got extended last year, didn't he? That was not, was that not this year during the during first lockdown? Or was that second lockdown? Ah, <laughs> but I'm sure we extended we we extended contracts during periods of uncertainty. What I'm saying, yeah. So, of the whole squad, if we were to lose one or two others, we could probably replace the goalkeeper Adam Smith if his loan doesn't turn into a permanent. We could probably replace the lads who are going to disappear off back to their loan clubs. We could probably replace Alex Bradley if, for whatever reason, he disappeared and got snapped up by somebody. And we replace Reese Murphy, genuinely, really. I'm not entirely sure we can. More to the point... We've only just replaced on a... Paddy Madden with Reese Murphy. So. That's it. So if he goes on a bit of a scoring run now and we can get him signed to a contract, if someone wants to take a punt on Reese Murphy in the, in the summer and comes up with nine bazillion pounds for him, they're welcome to him. But yeah. right now, they're getting Reese Murphy for nothing in the summer. That's my concern. So, yes, here beginneth the sign him on chance, albeit from my fair bedroom. It's a ha- hashtags now, isn't it? Sign him on, hashtag. hashtag. Yes. Win them all, sign him on. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, yeah, it, it, it needs conversations need to be had now. Clubs are starting to plan for next season. We've seen that with Barnett. We might see that with a couple of others towards the, the bottom end of the league, starting to think, look, let's let's get forward thinking. We may see that for sort of clubs, not even... Put my teeth back in. Clubs might even start <laughs> releasing releasing players or ending loans early or kind of making announcements for next season if this season is kind of taken care of, so to speak. So I think that's something that we need to move forward with and well, quick as possible, really. Agreed. Agreed. Uh Craig McCann has asked a few questions here. Um do you think as a fan base we have certain we have certain or groups of fans who don't want to put trust into the team and management due to previous years and certain managers. I feel Saul and players take a lot of criticism for doing well as well as not so well. There's an interesting one. That's very like a. That feels like a very like Facebooky question because there's so you know the immediate aftermath of games is just carnage either way on Facebook. Um, and we've sort of spoken about that. Even the manager's spoken about that, about how the reaction of fans because they're not in the ground is just totally overboard, um, I, which I think it is really. You know, rule one of uh, rule one of the podcast, rule, rule two of the podcast. Which rule is it, Ben? Rule two. rule two. Always sleep on it, and too many. You know, too many people don't sleep on it really. Um, but I think I think. I think the, the the general point of that question is is right. It does seem like there are. I don't want to say there are fans who don't want the club to do well, but I think there's always been an element of of, of fans of Yeovil Town who, 
you know, even when we were winning games, you know, back-to-back games under Gary Johnson, there were fans who had criticism. I, I remember, like, I was only a kid, but I remember people saying how Carl Alford was fat. Uh, you know, he's rubbish. What have we got him for? He's he's overweight, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I don't know. Can't please everyone. <laughs> and everyone's a football manager. They are. Everyone's, every, everyone's done it themselves. Everyone's everyone's done it in their armchairs. And that's, that's fine. It's not a problem. Everyone's allowed opinions. I'm not part of every single Facebook group in the world. I very rarely use Facebook. If it wasn't for keeping in touch with family members 300 miles away, I probably wouldn't have it. Um, so I think um, there's there's probably people who would, yeah, look to make anything a negative thing. But in the same way, it can be argued we look to make things too positive. I'm, I've been accused of that. Everything's hunky-dory, according to me. Um, so it has, it has two sides. Um, yeah, I, I kind of agree with everything you've said there. And also, we've, we've touched on it before. People don't have anywhere to go now. They can't moan at their mates sat next to them. The people that are moaning about things that aren't worth moaning about are doing it online, out there to the world, because they can't do it in the stand next to them. How many times do you moan about the person sat three rows behind from you? Oh, the guy behind me wouldn't shut up talking about this, that and the other. This player's rubbish, that player's rubbish, and then player A passes it to player B, and player B scores. Do <laughs> shut him up. Well, now that conversation's happening online in a in a in a in a place that it then sits there on the screen and garners reaction. Previously, you just moaned about it to your mate in the pub afterwards, and it was all forgotten by the time you got home. But now it just sits there, and people see it, and people think about it, and people stew on it, and people don't sleep on it. <laughs> so there's there's a lot goes into that. Um, Darren Salt took a lot of criticism. And don't don't forget, though, we were rubbish for 10, 12 games at the start of the season. Properly <laughs> yeah, rubbish. Yeah, yeah. And so there's a lot of that maybe that's still hanging over. And we just, well, we want success. We've tasted the highs of the highs. There's a lot of resentment from the fact that we were a championship club not too long ago. That still hangs over a large amount of people, I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know it definitely I mean? does, so, doesn't it? You know, any yeah. anytime any one of those players who was in that squad moves... Or, you know, as a transfer, you know, it's like, oh, we want him back. Goal. You want him back. You know, you did it the other day with Sam Foley, didn't you? Yeah. Hope that's <laughs> very, very quickly there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it does. It hangs over us all. And, and that's all we want. It just comes out in different ways. And some of it's not always particularly helpful. i tell you what, I, I, in all honesty, I would rather have fans that talk about the club, care and... You know, for me, any sort of any conversation about the football club, as long as people are having them, uh, I think that's that's a plus. You don't want, you know, you don't want no one talking about things. Otherwise, that leads to total doom. Um, Another a massive question. This one from Craig again. Uh, Would you stick to the same kits for next season or at least one away kit? Winky emoji due to fans not being able to see them in the flesh? Or would you hope for two fresh new kits? Yeah, that, that is a massive question. Can we keep... I think we should keep the away one as a third. Third kit? Are we really a club that can pull off a third kit? Well, probably not, but it's you just know, such I'm a nice sure kit, isn't it? And, and there's no way... There's no way that we're not going to have two new kits. Because, you know, we're, we're not... <laughs> we're quite short of money, and... We need it all we can get, so we better get some new kits out for everyone to buy. Uh, fair point. 
these are the two nicest kits that we've had in a long time. Yeah, I also um, think we'll probably end up with a new sponsor. That was going to be my point, exactly that, that with the greatest respect to the Adam Sandfield Foundation and all the good work that they do, that's a merchandising opportunity that needs to be taken advantage of, and I would hope that there are commercial people at the club working on that right now. That um, I, I seem to remember there was communication that the Adam Stansfield Foundation logo was only going to be a temporary thing, mm. and that we were working on a, a, a deal after one had fallen through. Well, we're in March, and it's still on the front of the shirt. Side, so um, I would hope that there's work going on behind the scenes to try and get that sorted, if truth be told. Um, I like the kits. I like the kits. Um, if they stay great, if they don't, and they're equally as nice, it's going to cost me even more money. I would like, you know, when they announced the Hummel deal, I think we were all very optimistic because Hummel have put out some beautiful kits, but that monstrosity, the, <laughs> the anniversary kit. Wow. Jesus wept. Let's, uh, Achieved by unit. <laughs> let's get rid of that one. Um, that, yeah. Let's not even have that as a training top. There will be prototypes of that somewhere out in the world. Mm. If anyone at Hummel is listening, I want a prototype of it. They'll be on, um, you know, in, in 20 years, they'll be on that. What's the website? Classic football shirts. I forget. <laughs> <laughs> they'll be on there for like 300 quid. On wish.com. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, I'd like, I, I like the kit, but I, I am expecting new ones. Mm. Okay. Uh, we sort of done. Lewis slash Louise question. Uh, Elliot Watts, another one. Do, 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 do. Can we all agree Skendy is one of these who needs a rest and we give him a week off? Mm, I'm not sure we can agree. I don't know. You might Skendy, agree. Skendy is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. I think... We said this the other day, when Skendi, when, when we play well, Skendi plays well and is at the heart of everything good that we do. Yeah. When we play bad, he sticks out like a sore thumb. Or when we don't, you know, when 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 things aren't quite going our way, you know, he, he's he's like he needs everyone around him to be really performing and then he brings out he brings out the, the showstoppers, doesn't he? We saw it against was it Altrincham when he did that lovely little Cross in the box that you got cross yes. about. Yeah, that I really hated him, and then he went and set up the goal. <laughs> um, he played a lot of football. Yeah, he did last year, though. He came from he part-time football and played a, a load of football last year, and for me, he was our player of the season last year. So only once since playing Maidenhead on the 27th of January, which was after that sort of enforced gap, only once since then has he not played 90 minutes, and that was against Barnet, where he played 80. Um, he's played a lot of football. He hasn't scored since that Maidenhead game either. And for a player in his role, it could be argued that maybe he should be chipping in with a few more. It may have skipped under the radar a bit because others have been doing it. But if you're playing the 10, if you're playing in that role, I would expect a little bit more of a return. He's not had a bad return by any stretch. He went on that goal-scoring streak, didn't he? Sort of either side of Christmas and either side of the gaps. So, um, yeah, I I think I agree. <laughs> but but I'm not sure we've got the obvious replacement. It's not Jimmy Smith anymore, is it? Well, it's where's Warby, isn't it? 
Well, he was mentioned in the Gaffers. He was. Point. He was listed as one of the, the lone players. So, you know, there's a bit of a back and forth this week about Warby not being at the club, but he is at the club still. Um, yeah. I mean, he's, he's the obvious like-for-like, like, I would suppose, in that number 10 role. But, you know, as we talked about quite a lot, he wasn't. He wasn't that up to it, was he, Ben? Uh, no, no, he wasn't. So um, that's a problem. A, a huge apology to Clover's cast listeners. My little boy just walked in the room. <laughs> it's very, very late at night. It's nine o'clock and he should be asleep. Are you OK, bud? Oh, he's gone back to bed. <laughs> he's gone back to bed. This is this is thoroughly unscripted Clover's cast here. Does he not want to contribute? Has he heard us talking about Albie Skendy? That's what it was. He's got some serious opinions on Albie Skender. Ah, uh, well. well I think so... he's okay. I think he's okay. Right, <laughs> is he sleepwalking? No, he is He is awake. <laughs> he is awake. He is good. Okay. Um, let's carry on. Apologies. There we go. It's like uh, disruption. Don't you worry about that. This is Never stay- work with children or animals, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> this is staying in. Um, because I can't be bothered to edit. Uh, okay, a question <laughs> from... <laughs> Question from Mark Kelly. How's the snood? 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 Lovely. Lovely. Yeah. There you go. That's all it takes. That's what it does. Breaks the wind from hitting my neck. I've got more than that, really. (laughs) Breaks the wind. Uh, We've had a question from Tom Atkins, 107, who, if you look at his profile, he's a Chesterfield fan, so I don't know what he's doing. Sniffing around. Doesn't he? He's a Chesterfield fan. (laughs) Oh, I know what he... I I spoke to him. He's from the Spy Rights Right podcast. Um, hi Tom, uh, do you think Yeovil will finish in the playoffs? Oh, if he said the word. Not. Oh, he said the word. Who do you think will? I tell you who I do think will. That's Torquay. Mm, we've we really poor, we they? really threw up the spanner in the works at Torquay, didn't we? We really did. Um, yeah, they're not having a great time of it at all. Um, will we? No comment. Can we? Yes. Um, I fancy Stockport to be in there. I think Stockport are, are going to be right in amongst it. They just don't concede any goals, do they? Stockport. Um, they've had a nice little run of it. I think Sutton are, are primed to go on and win the league now. I think they've got a couple of games in hand to win them, and I think they'll be away and gone. You were looking at Hartlepool, at Torquay, at Stockport. Wrexham. Wrexham, I think, is a sort of. Yeah, I think Wrexham will be fine. They've probably got a bit more of an investment to come if needed. Well, they've got, they've got a, quite an incentive, haven't they? Yeah, and they're getting off. paid 200, 200 quid a win each player, something like that. So, and I think they're off to Hollywood if they get promoted as well. Wow. Um, and then you're in, then you're into the next lot, aren't you? And you're looking at sixth place, not counting, thirty eight points. And I'll go down as far as as Aldershot, fourteenth, thirty four points. And I'm no mathematician, but somehow getting three, six, nine, ten teams into three places. Just don't go. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, um, lots of uh, lots of teams, not a lot of room. So, will we? No idea. Can we? Might as well have a crack. Yeah, yeah. I think it's hard to know. It's so hard to tell. I mean, Sutton at the moment, you wouldn't put it beyond them going up. But at the same time, we were saying the same about Torquay. You know, ten yeah. games ago. Um, yeah, but I think if you look at the playoffs as they stand, you know, you wouldn't begrudge any of those 
staying where they are. I think Chesterfield have got a good chance. You know, they've they've played twenty three, so they've got some games in hand. Um, on the teams above them, who knows? Who knows? Too early to tell. I think the age old argument is you'd rather have the points on the board, though. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. it's, it's difficult, isn't it? It's really difficult right now. Um, yeah, ten into three doesn't go. You know, Dover have got a lot of games in hand as well. So. Yeah, you know, who knows? You know, they make a late surge. Exactly, exactly. Uh, okay. Um, we'll ask this one. So there was going to be a Supporters Alliance group meeting this week, which was cancelled. Um, oh. As a Glover's Trust member, Ben, you well, hopefully you saw it on... Well, you don't use Facebook, so you wouldn't have seen we put out the the, the call to to ask your questions um, this this week. Uh, unfortunately, the meeting was cancelled, but what question would you have asked at the Supporters Alliance group if given the opportunity? I would have asked for clarification on how we voted. I don't think that's been made absolutely black and white crystal clear yet, unless I've missed something and someone knows something that I don't. I would have asked for clarification on how we voted to get that sort of in the books. And then um, I... All the important questions would have been asked by a lot more important people than me. So I don't doubt that all of the important questions would have been asked. I probably would have chipped in the end with like asking Scott what his favourite meal deal is or something. <laughs> that's, right, that's, that's the way I would have gone. No, but I, so I, I would definitely have asked for clarification on, on the voting, on, on how we went and how we did. We haven't had clarification yet on the loan situation. Either, yeah, that's what I would say. I, I, you know. Just to kind of, yeah, dot some I's, cross some T's on the current position. Because we were going to be told on Monday, weren't we? I think. I think. Well, that, yeah, Monday of that week. Yes. But we've seen others successful, we've seen others be unsuccessful. So, sort of, where do we sit? Mm. And is it safe to assume that we have been successful? Because we were told if we were unsuccessful, that all the players would be furloughed. Well, that hasn't happened. We continue playing. Does that suggest that actually we've been successful? Well, who knows? Who knows? Only when we are told will we know. Yeah. But that, um, that's the question I would ask. I think that's all the questions. Unless you've had any more Crikey, that you don't, gonna, you, you yeah, know, it's, that it's have come through just it's to been a um, I think we've we've done enough. If you want to ask another question for the next episode. Yeah, keep the questions coming. The, the one thing I did ask for was Mother's Day shout-outs. And we haven't had any. Well, that says a lot about our fan base there, doesn't it, Ben? Yeah, my mum doesn't listen to this podcast. My dad does. So, Dad, can you, <laughs> can you just turn to mum and say, have a Mother's Day and tell her she's awesome? That'd be great. Um, Mother's Day is a weird one, isn't it? Um, because <laughs> is it? it's a really yeah, it's a, it's a really awesome day, but a lot of people get to celebrate a lot of awesome women. And yet, for others, it's actually quite a difficult day. And as a little tiny personal end to this podcast, I do just want to say, if there's anyone out there who is having a little... His Mother's Day isn't so fun. Maybe their mother is no longer with us. Maybe their mothers are unfortunately unable to see them because of the crazy old year that we're having. Um, there'll be people out there who want to become mothers, who aren't able to become mothers, who have um, been through horrible tragedies where they thought they were going to become mothers and then didn't. And a couple of those things sort of apply to my household. And it's something I feel very sort of passionate about making sure that we, we look after each other at, at these crazy old times. So if you know someone in your family who has been through any of those horrible moments where Maybe something like Mother's Day isn't quite as easy as it could be. Do me a favour and drop them a text this Mother's Day just to say I'm thinking of you. 
it's awesome that we celebrate the mothers that we do and and i'll be celebrating my wife and my mom and my sister and my gran and the incredible mothers that are in my life but there are there'll be plenty of others who may find sunday a little bit tough so do me a favor clubbers cast listeners if you know someone in your family just drop them a text and make sure they're doing okay on this mother's day there you go sorry to end so seriously in, well, in a little well, bit well that that was way. well that was lovely um and we weren't gonna you know we i've got to ask you these questions still Oh yeah, you so, are going to ask me. Yeah, that's fine. Well, that's good. That that moves it away. Yeah, that moves it away. So I've I've, I've said my serious little bit, but now we're gonna you're gonna hit me with some Arsenal questions or something. Yeah? No, no, no. Here we go. So I am gonna list. You've got to guess the player. Okay, go. And I am gonna list the clubs that they played for. Oh, and wow. They've, okay. they've played for Yeovil as well, but you've got to okay, guess right. guess who they are. Okay, go. so this player has played for Norwich, yep. Yeovil Town, yeah, Maidstone. Billericay, yeah, Chelmsford, yeah, Kings Lynn, yeah, and Woking. In that order, yeah. Oh my god! Came to us from Norwich. Yeah, he was on loan to us from Norwich. Oh, um, but the, uh, the rest of permanent transfers. Oh, uh, what was his name? It's got an apostrophe in it. D apostrophe no, J something? No, it doesn't. Oh. He's going to play oh, no. against us on Saturday. He's in form. He's in form? Yeah, he's in form for Woking. Hang on. I don't, I don't yeah. know that's that. Maybe okay, well, everyone's going to be screaming. Jamar Loza. Yeah. Jamar Loza. Who was I thinking of then? That joined us from Norwich on loan. Norwich. Are you thinking Noble. of the guy who played for under Darren and got injured? Dialang Jasemi. Mm. Yes, him. Yeah. Did we not get Jamal Loza because of Dialang Jasemi getting injured? Or the other way around? Not anyway, sure. That, Never that's mind. What I'm of okay. Right, sorry. Go. Question two. Uh, nice B. Nice, Grimsby, Yeovil Town, Oldham, Yeovil Town, Bristol Rovers, South End. Jean Paul Kabudimba Kalala. There we go. That right peg off the post, off Alan Wright's face. One from two. One from two. Okay. Manchester United, Sunderland, Hull, Yeovil Town, Rotherham, Stockport County, and Altrincham. Hmm. I need to get some music playing in the background here. You I'm do, really nice, this nice little bed here, nice little countdown bed. Man United to start off with. You say Stockport County in there? Yeah, it's second from last club was Stockport County. Is it David Paul? It is not David Paul. I hope there's people at home absolutely screaming into their headphones Sorry. or whatever. Sorry, I don't know. Mark Lynch. Oh, Oh, Mark Lynch. Yes, right back. Okay. Also 2007-ish. Yes. Here we go. Here we go. The last one. Yep. One out of three so far. Okay. There's a lot of clubs here. Rochdale, Macclesfield, Kettering, Rushton and Diamonds, Stevenage, Doncaster, Yeovil Town, Nuneaton, Gainsborough Trinity, Lee RMI. Oh, wow. <laughs> I hope everyone else is thinking countdown because I'm thinking countdown as well. Yeah? 
Kirk Jackson? No. no. I'm sorry, mate. It's Carl uh, Alford. We mentioned oh, him earlier. Of course it is. Of course it cool. is. One from three. One from that's four, even. That's, that's a four show. I, I like that game, though. Yeah. It might, I think it's, this is going to be a good one. Well, Coatsy doesn't really, Coatsy doesn't really know a lot, does he? Um, I don't no, mean it like that, I but do. he doesn't pay any attention do. to these sort of things. I do. Okay, um, I was going okay to... that's good. We can develop that. If anyone else listens to any other podcasts and has cool games that they play, I'm more than happy to steal them. So get in touch. <laughs> Inspiration. <laughs> Plagiarism. Yeah. <laughs> no, we've adapted it, made it better. Yes, made, exactly. made it it, made it it, made it. Well, I think that's it, folks. This is this has been quite a long chat, Ben. We're up to 50, 52 minutes. Sorry, so, so this, sorry, guys. This I'm pod so is stretching sorry. odd. We we just get on too well to talk. We you know, just, talking I'm about so Yeovil Town. Do you want to tell them the breaking news about who's back on Monday? Yes, who's back? This is where we need more music. Eminem in the background. Yeah. Uh, Coatsy is going to be locked down as the uh, Hulk Hogan of this podcast. In that he is the third man. Um, I had a lot of whisper it, but people like to listen to, to yeah. three of us yammering rather than two of us yammering. So the, the, the download numbers don't lie. <laughs> he is an influencer. We said this at the start. Exactly. He's here yeah. for his follower so, account and his award-winning journalism. Exactly. So if you've got any questions for Coatsy, mostly about Reuben Reed, if you please, let us know and we'll bring you those on Sunday. Don't forget your homework. The Strangers eleven, a team of Yeovletown players that have never played with anyone else in that eleven. Once you've finished it, basically, mm, exactly. that would be quite I, an effort. That will be. I've I've got to dig it out still. It's going to be yeah, very sure. last minute. I think at this rate, you know, it's nearly Friday. Uh, and on that note, let's call it a night. Thank you very much, my friend. Thank you as always, mate. Talk to you at the weekend. Nice one. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Lindergaard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.